Welcome to the LJA Podcast, featuring news, knowledge, and insight from principals, leaders, and subject matter experts in every area of the company. LJA is an employee-owned, award-winning civil design firm offering over 300 services with 43 offices in Texas, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida. We build civilization. Listen to the LJA podcast to learn why. folks, and welcome to another episode of the LJA Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited to be here today, as I told you on some of the previous episodes that were all recorded pretty much aggregately at the same time. Is that aggregate? Yeah, that's the right word. So I was here for two days, spending time in your brand new office here in Houston, and it's just exciting to be in front of people again. So I'm, I'm excited. So just bear with me as we have another great episode today. And, and I have a great guest in front of me. Margaret Holmes is the GIS manager here in the Houston office, and she was kind enough to sit down with me. She was a late add, I may add, no pun intended, to this group of people that we are having on the podcast. And so if you've ever had a question about GIS and about the type of work that Margaret does and what her passion is, this is the episode to listen to. So we're going to dig dive deep and learn a little bit more about Margaret and about her area of LJA that she she commands, and then we'll see where we go from there. So Margaret, without further ado, welcome. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So listen, everybody has heard a previous podcast episodes, or maybe somebody's listening now and jumping in for the first time. We always ask, and I always like to find out what your superhero origin story is. So how did you end up at LJA and, and how did you end up in GIS? Okay. So in high school, I took a geography course, made me interested in geography and pursue a college that had, you know, speciality in geography. And so while I was at that program, I learned about GIS and started working with GIS heavily and got my master's degree in community development and planning, so city planning, nonprofit development and things like that, during which I also used GIS quite a bit. Then after I got my master's degree, I took a wild turn in a different direction <laughs> and worked at a costume store for about three and a half years. That was very interesting. <laughs> and then after that, my partner got a job in Houston. And so we moved here and I took the opportunity to go back to college. I attended a community college and brushed up on my GIS skills. And then after that, I ended up at LJA. So you just kind of fell into it. So yes. did they recruit you or did you, did somebody, did you have a friend that told you about it or? I met George, who's the director of the GIS department at a GIS day event okay. and talked to him a little bit. And then after that, he contacted me and let me know of opportunity to work here part-time, just sort of feel out what my abilities were. And then that ended up working out really well. So I started off as an analyst and from there taking on more and more responsibility and working on different a variety of different projects, demonstrating you know my ability to not just do the work, but be a leader in the group. And then from there, GIS manager position was basically created out okay. of necessity. So okay, I love that. that is, so I'm curious because and I know so I'm always I always think about the listener, right? And so the listener invariably always has questions. And so my question would be, what I mean, I have 
you know, I, I have had friends that were anthropology majors in college mm-hmm. and others, but what, what was it about geography that really just ignited you? I think one of the main factors is growing up in Houston and Houston doesn't have any zoning regulations and it's a little bit like the Wild West in a lot of ways. Well, so, Texas is like the Wild West yeah. in a lot of ways. <laughs> it sure, sure is for yes, better and for worse. Exactly. So, you know, growing up in, in Houston and seeing how development has happened, how different neighborhoods have changed over time and, you know, even just going down, you can go down Biller Boulevard and have a Chinatown where all of the signs are in Chinese and then it goes into a different area and then it goes into, you know, palm tree lined boulevards. And so just seeing that transition, even just down Bel Air Boulevard is an example of, you know, seeing that change over space and acknowledging how that is, you know, very important to know about. Yeah. So And then, so, and it sounds like it, how were you able to kind of marry the the GIS and geography with the city planning, because that's like mm-hmm. an interesting combination. And it may yeah. give you kind of a leg up over some other people that may not have that background. Sure, sure. So GIS in general is used in everything. You just might not realize it. Really? So, Can you give us an example? Yeah. So for instance, 911 routing and addressing, that's, you know, powered by GIS to a large extent. Okay. With city planning, looking at different patterns of growth and economic development initiatives and things like that. There's a lot of demographic analysis that you can do with city planning and different community development initiatives. So, I mean, GIS and geography, you can study anything and then tie it to place or space. And so it really, there's a lot of freedom in studying that and following whatever interest you may have. Yeah. And has the work that you've done here at LJA over the past eight years, has that evolved? Have you found yourself doing bigger and better projects? Not necessarily better. I mean, because I think every project is unique in its own right. But have you seen the growth of GIS here at LJA? Sure. So the GIS department does a lot of different stuff. We supply a lot of support to the firm in general. But then we also have our own projects and contracts that we pursue. And so Becoming involved in those projects in different ways, like creating city maps and and things like that. It's in demographic analysis. That's been, you know, not just the growth of LJA, but also the growth of the kind of work we do in our department and my, you know, growth as an employee and taking on more responsibility with that kind of thing. Yeah. And because, I mean, I'm looking at all the services that LJA offers land development, urban planning and landscape architecture, public works, infrastructure site. I mean, you guys have a hand in all of these in some way, shape or form. Yeah. So that must have you running all over the place. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it is. But it's also pretty neat because we do interact with a lot of different people in the company, a lot of different fields. So it's pretty neat that we, we learn a lot about the company and a lot about, you know, civil engineering in general, just yeah. through what we do for GIS. You know, and I'm, I'm curious as I'm listening to you talk about this, is it something where like you guys can be centrally located here in Houston, but do you have GIS people in every office or do you support every office? So that's, there's a, there's a simple answer and a less simple answer to that question. So we have currently in the GIS department, another person who's in central Texas who mm-hmm. supplies support for Austin, San Antonio. And then in North Texas, there's a person there who supports that area as well. 
We've also acquired quite a few firms over the last, you know, few, four or five years. And so those firms sometimes will have their own GIS people, which we all we support in our own way as well with software and things like that. Sure. And I'd be curious to know, how would you rate, like not necessarily rate, but do you find that the, the people that you've incorporated into LJA, because LJA has kind of been on a tear with acquisitions and, yeah. and the way that the company is growing, do you find that they're kind of up to speed or have been up to speed with what you guys are doing from a GIS perspective? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Definitely. And a lot of that is real specific to that field. So, for instance, people in an environmental group will do a totally different kind of analysis than than what we provide in the GIS group. So, Okay. And what are you working on right now that kind of gets you out of the bed each morning that you're really excited about, right? Because I know we all try to find those things in our career and in our jobs that really motivate us. But what are you doing from a GIS perspective here at LJA that's really you know, kind of moving the needle for you. Yeah. So one of the neat things about our department is that we have some creative freedom and a lot of stuff. So being able not, you know, we do work for an engineering firm, so we're not using, you know, hey, bright pink hey. and purple. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, you know, within reason, we do have some room for creativity and that type of thing, which I think is important and rewarding in general. So, you know, throughout all projects, having that you know, personal input to some extent is pretty neat. Yeah. And if you were talking to one of your peers here, because again, we, we recognize and one of the reasons why we're doing this is because some of it is education, right? And awareness. How would you articulate to your peers here that may be out talking with a stakeholder in the community or with a potential client about the capabilities of your GIS department? And how would you, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like your mm -hmm. elevator pitch. What would you tell them? Oh, to? Boy. What would you say <laughs> to them to say, right? Or what would you say if you were put in the position where they were like, okay, Margaret, here, you talk to these people and tell them why our GIS department is the bee's knees and why we can help them with their issues? Yeah, that's a really tough question. So in the GIS department, we have two branches. So we have a branch that are analysts that do a lot of support for the company, things like I'm one addressing, designing the GIS infrastructure for City of Sugarland, things like that. And then we have another branch that are developers, software developers. And so they do a lot of really neat work developing custom applications that use GIS and things like that. So, you know, describing some of those projects are pretty neat. But yeah, it, it depends on the person. There's so much different stuff that we do that we can offer that even people within the firm might not be aware might of. Might be aware of, yeah. yeah. So, and you guys, see, I mean, it's this idea that you don't want to be the best kept secret, right? You want right. people, you want everyone to know about what you do. And yeah. as I look back and, and I just look at everything that, I mean, you guys have grown in so many areas. You know, I sat down with one of your renewable energy folks yesterday, Amit, and, you know, energy is growing, electrical's growing, rail is growing. I remember, remember meeting some of the rail folks that had just come over from another company a couple of years ago. And it just seems that LJA has their hands on everything now. And it's, it requires that, I mean, that just opens up the door for opportunity for everybody here in the company. So what are you most excited about with regard to GIS and LJA as we move into the future? Well, <laughs> a lot of stuff. The, a big part of what GIS does is a program called Discovery, where we work with engineers, bring in clients. It's described as a process. So Engineers will bring in clients either for a meeting or, you know, tracks, pieces of land that the client has interest in that's sent on to the engineer. And we do a cursory 
look at the development criteria for that tract. And so that seems like a straightforward process, but it's really neat has changed over time and how it's continuing to evolve and change. And so that's something that's, you know, pretty exciting for not just us supporting the firm, but also us helping to solicit work and helping LJA grow and helping, you know, the work the GIS department does as we get more and more clients and things like that. So. Hmm. Okay. And then, I mean, what technology is changing that's allowing you to do things that maybe you couldn't even do eight years ago in GIS? Yeah. So there's a technology develops rapidly, as everyone knows. But in GIS, big development that's happened is the ability to make custom applications relatively easily. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that we're starting to do more and more in GIS to track projects or things like that, that, you know, is really taking off in the field and also in the company. So that means some programming is involved? Yeah, some programming is involved, but not as much as used to be. So it's much more accessible, much more easy to customize and things like that as people are using those apps more and more. GIS is working to make that easier and easier to configure. Yeah. And is there anything that you guys have been able to do that's kind of proprietary to LJA from a GIS perspective? And I I don't know if that's even possible, but I just figured, you know, I mean, if if you're programming stuff and somebody comes up with a really good idea about, hey, we could we could actually do it this way and this is going to cut out four steps in this particular process. So is there anything like that that maybe you guys have developed or worked on? Sure. So there is something called an application called Luke. Let us know everything is what it stands for, which is very ambitious. That that sounds like an application that my kids need to have. Yes. Well, well, they can use it. Right. So it's many things. It's a sort of 311 reporting system where you can report a pothole in the street or a stop sign that's, you know, fallen apart or, you know, what have you. 311 usual concern. You can report them through that. But also, One of the proprietary things is we also sell it to HOAs and different organizations such as that to do work order tracking. Sure. So let's say I have an HOA property that something's gone, a sign has fallen down or something along those lines. Then reporting it through the application will go into work order system that they can then manage on their side. So that's a proprietary sort of product, an example of something that we do sell to clients and yeah, so if I'm like the the president of a large HOA with maybe, you know, six, four or 500 units, yeah. that would be kind of a valuable tool to have. Definitely. You know, because I can't sit there all day and keep track of every sign on every corner. Right. But, but people, everybody as an aggregate can keep track of it and then report into a system that you guys have kind of created that uh, makes it easier to to manage. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, that, that is, I mean, certainly technology is giving us, I mean, it, it, technology should make things easier. And it seems like even with GIS, it's no exception, right? That there are opportunities for you to streamline the process and just do your work more efficiently. Yeah. Yeah. Are you having a hard time? I mean, what, so what's like the biggest concern that you have within the GIS department? And I would imagine it, it would be finding people that are, I mean, are, are people studying GIS as much as they did in the past? I know back in the day, and we were talking pre-recording that, you know, in the 90s, you know, GIS people, not that they, they weren't that hard to find. I mean, there were a fair amount of GIS folks out there, but I don't know if it's as as exciting of a profession to go in as it used to be. And and I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? People are just now like, oh, I want to do this. And they're trying everything out now. So 
you know, maybe GIS gets the, the short end of the stick when it comes to, you know, people matriculating through a program that would then make them a professional in this area. So what are you seeing? I don't know if I agree with, I think that, you know, similar to what I was saying about geography earlier, that GIS is something that people can get involved in in so many different ways and it's becoming so, so widespread. So one of the challenges we face is getting people who are a high caliber of employee. Our group is extremely talented, extremely high performing, and that is reflected in what we are able to provide the company and clients. So, you know, it is challenging to keep up with technology, keep everyone trained up, and then also to get new talent coming in. Yeah. So, I mean, and that that would be, I mean, are there any particular programs that you look at that produce really strong GIS folks, college programs? Yeah. I mean, I know that Texas State has, some people have come from Texas State and Texas A&M and our group, but, you know, having work experience is oftentimes most valuable. Even if, you know, someone's coming out of school, they might be very talented and that sort of thing. But having work experience in a technical field is often very beneficial. Yeah. And how much like internal training or education do you guys provide to some of your other team members in different groups or departments? Or, Or should I say, are you open? Is your door open for anybody to just come in and pick your brain about GIS? Yeah. I'll yeah, anytime, <laughs> so, anytime. Folks, if you, if, you were, if you could see a video, her eyes lit up when I said that. So cl- <laughs> clearly we have a teacher on our hands. And if any of you here at LJA have ever had GIS questions, or even if it's something that you're like, you know, I've always had interest in it, but I just never went down that road. You need to see Margaret and see if she, she could answer your questions, A, and B, you know, see if there's any additional help that you could provide. Because if nothing else, what I have found here at LJA is that this, that you guys operate as a team, as a family. I mean, you know, there, there are a lot of factors and I know some people hate to say to, to use the family word in a company, but you know, there are companies that are exceptions. And I think LJA is one of those. Would, would you agree as far as that's concerned? Yes, I do agree. And I think that sometimes it sounds disingenuous to say our (laughs) company is a family and everybody's very happy working here. Right. But I I do feel, you know, that, that, People are supportive of each other professionally and personally and do genuinely care about each other. The firm has grown a great deal, but even within different departments, I know there is that sort of family feeling. And and GISB, we can see that across the company because we do work with so many different groups. That is a real thing. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I love that. Well, as we wind up, and I really appreciate you taking time so early in the morning, Margaret, to do this, your voice, your vocal cords will be perfectly warmed up for the rest (laughs) of the day. I'd be curious to know, and I'm going to put you on the spot here, any books or anything that you've read recently that really move you? Maybe it doesn't have to be in this area, right? Because I'm sure you're not sitting around reading a bunch of engineering books. Maybe you are. I don't know. (laughs) But anything that's moving you from maybe even just from a self-help perspective that uh, you would be willing to mention? I don't know if I don't really read a lot of self-help sort of things, but I do read a lot of science fiction and fantasy books. Oh, okay. What's your favorite or what what have you read now? Have you read The Martian? I have. That was great. I could not put that book down. And my son that hates reading, my oldest, he picked it up and read it like cover to cover. I was like, really? And I was like, man, I need to find more books like that. Yes. I mean, Weir, the (laughs) author Weir is amazing. I mean, it was a really really good book. And then I watched the movie and I was like, wow, it kind of tracks. You know, it was, I was pretty impressed. So, but okay, you, you, you tell me. So if you like The Martian, 
<laughs> you'll really like Dune. Yes. So I don't know if you've read Dune, but the first three books, I think there's like six books mm-hmm. in the original uh, Frank Herbert, the original author's series, but the first three books are pretty good. Right. After that, it gets a little bit preachy and I don't know, not as exciting. So yeah. the first three books are really, really good. And then also Octavia Butler is one of my favorite authors. So if you're interested in checking out some science fiction type of stuff, I okay. recommend those things. Okay, cool. And is, isn't is Dune coming out with a movie? Yes, there's yeah. a new Dune movie. There has been. It there looks was a, pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it will be good. Yeah. Um, there was previously a mini series about right. Dune that was actually pretty good. And then there was, of course, a controversial movie that some people love and some people hate and, <laughs> you know, with Patrick Stewart. So how right, could you go wrong right. with that? Exactly. But, you yeah. know. That's funny. I love that. And do you have a quote that you live by? Oh, not really. I, no. Can't think of one. I can't think That's of cool. one. Yeah. No. I mean, I know. I, <laughs> I, I put you on the spot. Guys listening, don't judge her. I put her on the spot. She did not know in advance that she was going to do this. And actually, Margaret, you were a trooper for, for stepping in and, and uh, being a part of this uh, ensemble, as I'm going to call it, of people from LJA that were going to share their stories. So thank you so much for coming on the LJA podcast here at LJA On Air. We really appreciate it. And um, any final thoughts before we, we close out? Thank you. And thank you for having me, of course. And thank you for letting me promote GIS. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the That's wonder right. of GIS. Yes. If you guys just look Margaret up on, in the directory, if you have a GIS question, if you just want to pick her brain, if you want to treat her to lunch to yeah. ask GIS questions, Margaret is open for that. Am I right? I'm open to that. <laughs> yes. Cool. All right. I love that. Well, Margaret Holmes, thank you so much for coming on the LJA podcast. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, folks, there you have it. Another episode of the LJA podcast. I really appreciate you guys checking these out. Uh, if you've listened to this and you really like it, please share it with and tell a friend here in LJA because we're keeping this in the family unless they decide to release it outside into the big bad world. But uh, you guys get the benefit of listening to these podcasts on a regular basis to remind you of all the great things happening under the roof of LJA. So remember, we build civilizations more than we do anything else. I hope you guys have a great day and I'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the LJA podcast. Whether you are doing your due diligence to hire a design firm or you are trying to learn more about the company, this podcast is one of the best places to start. For more information about LJA, please visit our website at lja.com to learn more. At LJA, we mean it when we say, we build civilization.